0: Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with the Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Wednesday, October 26, 2022. Let me begin this episode unusually published on Wednesday to remember you that also the next one will be unusually published, not on a Thursday. It will be online on Friday, November 4. Starting the following week, we will return every Thursday, on Thursday, November 10 but the next one will be on Friday, November 4. A brief update on the COVID situation in Italy. Contagions are declining almost everywhere in Italy after four weeks of continuous rise in the epidemic curve. The other data are slightly up, but by now we have learned that the data about the new contagion is followed after one or two weeks by the others that shadow the same direction. So for now there is no emergency nor a new wave, and above all the health facilities are holding up well, unlike previous years when autumn brought many problems right away. Let us hope that everything remains under control and that the prediction that we have entered the period of the virus where we have moved from the pandemic phase to the endemic phase is true. Italy has a new government, which today concludes its constitutional process with a vote of confidence in the Senate of the Republic. Giorgio Meloni's government will consist of 26 members, The average age of the members of the government is 60. The youngest is precisely the new head of the government, Giorgia Meloni, 45, who is also, and above all, the first woman to hold this position in Italy after 76 years since the birth of the Republic. But if we think about it, to understand how historic this event is, in our history there has never been a woman at the head of the territory that is now Italy, going back as far as the Roman Empire to the present day. This is the first time. The government consists of 19 men and 7 women. 35% of the ministers are from the northwest, 23% from the northeast, 19% from the center, 15% from the south, and 8% from the islands. Giorgio Meloni was born in Rome, in a well-known neighborhood in the south of the capital, not a wealthy neighborhood, Garbatella. The primary is also among the only three members of the go- government who were not college graduates. As for age, there are 12 ministers in their 60s, 11 in their 50s, and 3 in their 40s. In her inaugural address, <coughs> President Meloni mentioned and thanked 16 Italian women who, in her words, built that ladder that allows me, her, to break the glass ceiling today. I am pleased to do the same and pay tribute in this episode of With Italian News to these 16 women as well, with a sentence that describes who they were. Cristina Trivulzio di Belgioioso was an Italian noblewoman, patriot, journalist and writer who actively participated in the Risorgimento. Rosalie Masson was an Italian patriot, wife of Francesco Crispi, and is famous as the only female participant in the Expedition of the Thousand. Alfonsina Strada was an Italian road cyclist, the first woman to compete in men's races such as the Giro d'Italia. She is considered among the pioneers of the equalization of men's and women's sports. Maria Montessori was an Italian educator, pedagogue, physician and scientist, internationally known for the educational method named after her, adopted in thousands of schools worldwide. Tina Anselmi was an Italian politician, partisan, and teacher. She was the first woman to serve as a minister of the Italian Republic ever. Rita Levi-Montalcini was an Italian neurologist and academic who was awarded the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 1986. Ilaria Alpi was an Italian journalist who was murdered in Somalia where she worked as a correspondent for Italian television. The same thing happened in Afghanistan to another Italian journalist, Maria Grazia Cutulli. Fabiola Gianotti is an Italian physicist since 2016, Director General of CERN in Geneva, the European Organization for Nuclear Research. Marta Cartabia is an Italian jurist and was the first female president of the Italian Constitutional Court. Maria Elisabetta Casellati is an Italian politician who in the last legislature was the first woman president of the Senate of the Italian Republic, and as such is the woman to have reached the highest position in the Italian constitutional hierarchy. Chiara Gorbella was an Italian laywoman and mother of a family celebrated by the Catholic Church after her renunciation of treatment for cancer that had struck her while she was pregnant, allowed the birth of her son but unfortunately led to Chiara's death. Grazia Deletta was a writer who won the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1926 Nilde Iotti was the first woman to hold the third highest office in the Italian state as the president of the Chamber of Deputies. Oriana Fallaci was an Italian journalist, writer and activist who participated very young in Italian resistance and was the first Italian woman to go to the front as a special envoy. Samantha Cristoforetti is an astronaut, the first Italian woman on the cruise of the European Space Agency and the first European woman commander of the International Space Station. A recently published study concerns the cost of an average Italian family of taking a son or daughter from nursery to college graduation. The research simulated four different educational paths, from basic to more sophisticated. The average cost is 130,000 euros. Courses and extracurricular activities can make a difference, but the real discriminator is studying away from home, worse if abroad. The first path, the one with the smallest budget, costs 53,000 euros, that's the amount that covers from kindergarten through public elementary, middle and high school, including books and school supplies, a full five-year public university cycle is also included. The next step focuses on STEM education, then directs children towards science disciplines. This is the second pattern. This involves a few more extracurricular activities, but mostly to follow a university cycle, again public and five years long, in Italy but away from home, away from the city they were born. The total for this kind of training thus rises to 98,000 euros. The last two simulated paths are the more particular ones. The third part, the first one in particular, costs 170,000 euros. It is characterized by the option for methods such as Montessori Steiner or Reggio Emilia since kindergarten, or with a bilingual approach within an international context. The university is still public, but extracurricular activities are premium over standard ones, especially with regard to language skills. The fourth uh, pathway, the second particular one, the most expensive one, requires 700,000 euros in total. This is a completely private and international pathway right from the nursery, weighing most heavily is the university abroad. Let's end this episode with two good news. The first is that according to the readers of the international magazine Condemn the Traveler, the world's food capital is the northern Italian city of Bologna, the capital of the Emilia-Romagna region. Let me tell you that my name is Umberto Mucci and I approve this message. There's much more to Bologna than just Raguola Bolognese, just the name a few. Bologna and the wider Emilia-Romagna region are responsible for having given us balsamic vinegar, mortadella, Parmigiano Reggiano cheese and Parma ham. It's also where lasagne and tortellini in broth were first concocted. The second good news is even better and more important than the first one. For the first time in the world, an Italian study developed between Lazio and Emilia Romagna and published in the scientific journal Brain shows that transcranial magnetic stimulation slows the progression of Alzheimer's disease by improving both patients' clinical parameters and their everyday lives. The study was carried out over six months on a sample of 50 patients. Transcranial magnetic simulation is a non-invasive therapy and the study, which was conducted by personalizing and modulating each therapy for each individual patient, demonstrated a reduction of about 80% in the progression of disease symptoms in its entirety. At the clinical level, because the patient's cognitive activity stabilized, but also at the everyday level. It was their everyday life too that improved by 80%. It's all for now, it's all for today. My name is Umberto Mucci and this was with the Italian News. I'll see you next Friday, not Thursday, Friday, November 4. Ciao from Rome.